Welcome into another special episode of New Track Record Podcast. Caleb Hatch with you. And today we are joined by a special guest, the driver of the number 14 homes for our troops, AJ Foyt Enterprises Chevrolet, Santino Ferrucci, starting on the inside of row number two in this year's Indianapolis 500. First off, Santino, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, Pretty exciting uh, weekend we had. Absolutely. And let's just get right into it. You're starting fourth in the race on Sunday and going into this past week when you started practice, did did you had a feeling that this team had the speed to compete not only in the fast 12, but also for the pole? Um, I knew we had speed. I knew we had a great race car. Um, I was blown away actually how fast we were once we got going. And, uh, you know, fast Friday was definitely eye opening for us. To see everything kind of come together on Saturday and to have that one run that put us into the fast 12, we knew it immediately. Once we finished that run, that was that was a good good time. And then, obviously, you and your teammate backed it up during practice on Sunday morning and then a good qualifying run. Did you think the car had a little more at the end there on Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't the cleanest run. I think we definitely had a better shot at being on the front row, but... Um, you know, it's just one of those things to where we've been, we were perfect for so many runs before that. It's just, you know, it's just tough to, tough. it's bittersweet for that way. But I'm really happy to, that we're starting fourth. Santino, with this team this year, so this is your second full-time season, even though you've run parts of several other seasons in IndyCar. Coming back, reuniting with your engineer, Michael Cannon, was that kind of the alignment you needed to feel confident to move forward in this full-time effort? Um. I think that and just having the opportunity to be back full time is just huge. You know, just trying to come back into the series full time in uh, 21 and 22. Obviously, stars just didn't align, but, uh, you know, to be able to have the opportunity to do it here with the 14 cars, just extra special to have Michael Caddick come join us as well. It's just, uh, you know, such a cool thing to see. And, um, dude, we're making the most of it. I mean, we, it's awesome being the underdogs because no one expects us to be here. And, here we are knocking on the door and trying to win this thing. So with your teammate and yourself, with, with the speed that you found, you feel like Chevy also kind of has a, a slight advantage when it, when it comes to not just qualifying pace. We saw that outside of Alex Pillow, none of the other Hondas had anything for him, but also in race pace. Yeah. You know, I feel really good to be on a Chevrolet this year. I think they've worked incredibly hard uh, about bringing their motors uh, to the top and they really want to win this race bad. And, you know, I feel that, and I think the uh, entire organization feels that. So hopefully we can bring some Chevy power uh, to the 500 victory lane. Is there anything you've noticed uh, switching from being primarily a, a Honda guy your first few years in IndyCar and then running Chevy a couple of races last year at Indy with Ryan Reinbold and then at Hunkos, and then now this year you've been exclusively with Chevy with A.J. Foyt? Any bit of a difference between the engines you've noticed? I mean, both manufacturers are so good. I mean, everything's so maximized. It's really, it's really hard to tell that there's actually a difference, uh, you know, between the two, having driven back and forth between both. I mean, I think TK put it best, and he drove for Ganassi last year on the Honda, and he's obviously this year at the McLaren for the Chevy. And, you know, it, it's so tight. The, the gaps are so tight. I mean, it's not like there's a clear choice over the other, but uh, I am feeling more comfortable with as many Chevys as there are in the front. Put it that way. You've been away from full-time competition until coming back this year. Do you feel like just being able to get back full-time has kind of validated 
yourself as an IndyCar driver? Or do you, you still feel like there's still work to be done? Yeah, I think, you know, being full-time in the series is definitely huge. I definitely got to get some race wins. Uh, you know, it'd be really nice to obviously sit on the front row, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll get there with in due time, but we're definitely in it to win it this coming weekend. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's the first one. Your track record at the Indianapolis 500 is very impressive. You've never finished outside the top 10. Now you have your best starting position. You don't have to drive your way through the field for the first time. What is it about this track that really suits your driving style so well? I don't know. I think just the fact, you know, you, you, you're always on your toes. This, this race in particular is special just because you have to make it to the end. Um, you know, and I've always been under the assumption that if you are there in the closing laps, that you do have a shot to win this race. So that's kind of my mindset always going forward with, with big races like this and, um, nothing changes going into the Sunday, you know, it's just, we know we have pace, we know we need to be there. So it's just about maintaining where we are until we get to the last 50 laps. You you mentioned it would take some time, you know, to, to get everything set uh, I think in one of the interviews you had last week during the, the practice days and do you feel like because of this extra track time in, in the last week and then coming up uh, this afternoon on track and then again Friday with the final carb day practice it's it's giving your team enough time to kind of catch up at least from the the technical side and as far as new faces and new positions moving over is, is obviously you're new Benjamin Peterson's new but also there are a lot of changes on the technical and management sides for the team this year as well. Yeah, no, having this time here at the Speedway has been phenomenal. I mean, it's kind of what we needed. It's been really nonstop since January since we've onboarded all these new changes into the team, and it's been tough to really catch up. Uh, So having to be at this racetrack for as long as we have with the cars to to rub on them and work on them, Uh, even the rain day on Tuesday uh, last week was huge for us to really catch up and be ahead. And, um, you know, it's just now it's about staying ahead and, and keeping that momentum rolling. You've driven for a lot of different types of teams, especially Indy. Uh, Dale Coyne Racing, kind of a, a midfield team. Uh, the Ray Hall team that, that has a lot of resources. They, they shockingly really struggled this year, though, when it came to speed. You drove for Dryan Reinbold, perhaps one of the best one-off teams that we see every year at Indy. You did a race for Hunkos, a, a smaller team at the time last year, but now they've kind of upped their game. And now with AJ Foyt, what what sets up AJ Foyt Racing kind of to, to be different from some of those other teams, and why has it become such a good fit for you? Yeah, you know everybody's been working incredibly hard. Every team that I've driven for has worked incredibly hard for this race. You know, I think just having that direction that we we are confident in going. You know, driving last year for Dryer, you know they were confident in the directions they went. We were really competitive all month long. You know, finished in tenth, and we definitely probably had more in it. We just had you know, something start, starting to uh, come apart inside the car. Uh, but we were running in the sixth or fifth all day long. So, you know, just to see that determination and just be able to push the guys in the right direction and get exactly what we need out of it was was huge. And, you know, that's what we've done here. You know, we're pushing the guys in the right direction. We know what we, know what we need to get out of the cars. And it's just about capitalizing. I mean, if we capitalize on this thing, we're, we're going to be there. You've driven an IndyCar, obviously. You did the European ladder. Uh, a lot of success there moving up in the ladder. You've also done Xfinity. Is there any kind of other race on your bucket list or series that you'd like to participate in? Uh, yeah, I'd like to do some uh, cup racing at some point in my career. I think that's on my list of things to get to. Um, you know, other than that, uh, 
I've done dirt racing as well, so I'm just uh, slowly checking everything off the box. You're from Connecticut, uh, from Waterbury. Um, New Haven Pizza, is that a thumbs up or thumbs down for you? I mean, that's the best pizza on the planet. I don't care. I don't care where you're from or what you say. If you don't go to New Haven for pizza and you don't think it's the best pizza, then I can't help you. I mean, I've <laughs> traveled all over the place. Nothing beats uh, nothing beats uh, Pepe's Modern or, or Sally's. You're a big Marvel fan as well. Uh, do you have a favorite movie or favorite character throughout the series? Uh, yeah. I mean, for the Marvel Universe, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of Iron Man. But, um, yeah, I basically almost recite all of those movies <laughs> off the top of my head, almost in chronological order. But, um, no, I'm super excited for the ones coming out uh, next couple of months here. You also are an avid golfer. Uh What's your what's your best round score and your favorite course to play? Yeah, so golf, man. Uh, best round score, I want to say my best nine was probably plus two at uh, Spanish Bay in California. Just unreal, but I'm probably like normally a 22 or 23 handicap. So uh, favorite, you know, favorite courses, like, you have to take Brickyard. It's one of the coolest courses you get to play other than the ones out in California. I and mean, just the fact that you get to play inside the Speedway, see the Pagoda, and you know, we're, we're so spoiled. We get to play it almost every day that we're off. So um, for most people, for it being spectacular, it's spectacular for us, too. So among the drivers who are avid golfers, we know that Graham likes to golf. We know that Scott McLaughlin likes to golf. Uh, I, I don't know who else I'm missing. Who Who is the best golfer? I mean, Larry's pretty good, too, my boss. So, uh, But I think uh, I think Graham's probably the best golfer among the drivers. How how would you rate your game against his? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> so it's he's, it's he's just the, the fact that he's so tall, right? It, it gives him a, a bigger swing. Uh, yeah, probably, I don't know about that, but um, he's just he's he's very good, and you know I've I've seen him play, and you know he's just a very talented dude. So I'm also bummed to see him not in the 500 this year. Yeah, let's kind of talk about that. It, obviously, that's kind of part of the mystique and what makes Indy so special is what we saw yesterday, uh, not only in, in the Fast 12 and Fast 6 that you were a part of, but also at the end of the field. Uh, to see a, a driver like that uh, with that name, a, a fan favorite guy, a, a guy who's been your teammate before, to, to not qualify in the race, like how do the drivers kind of take things like that? Yeah, I mean, not only that, I mean, he's like one of my friends, too, because I see him in the bus lot. I mean, we both have dogs that can play and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just tough. Uh, you know, I can't I can't imagine what that's like. You know, I've been fortunate enough to be in this race every time I've I've qualified. And, you know, I've definitely been towards the bottom of the field a couple of times. And it's been it's nerve wracking when you're, you know, you're in the mid 20s, you know, so I can't imagine what it's like to go out there on Sunday, not fighting for the fast 12, but fighting to just make it. But, uh, no, I feel for the guy. So he's worked his whole career for races like this. And, uh, yeah, to see, to see it, uh, him miss it by point zero zero four is, uh, insane. Santino Ferrucci joining us before we leave you. So Paul Tracy, uh, called you Santucci several years ago on a, on a TV broadcast. Um, but yeah. f- first off, do you love the nickname, hate the nickname? Kind of, w- what do you think about the nickname? And, and is that kind of your preferred nickname or do you have another nickname you like to go by? I mean, I don't go by any nicknames. I just think that that's something that Paul said, and it's kind of it's stuck with all of the fans that are friends, like fans of Paul too, which I find freaking comical. But I mean, that that when when Paul did that in, uh, I believe it was Portland, 
it was such a huge thing for me because it was like cool to see Paul Tracy recognize what we were doing. And yeah, so it definitely definitely helped boost my career a little bit and into the spotlight. Driving for AJ, what what has that been like? It's pretty special. I mean, when you, you're dealing with someone with that much history and that much knowledge and as many wins as he has around the speedway, you know, it's 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 unreal what they can do and what he what he sees and you know it's it's so cool and talking with him and listening to his stories because we have some downtime while we're here you know he was telling us about all of his 500 victories and the ones where he finished third and second and he's been so close where he had those real dominant years in the 70s so it's just it was it's cool to listen to and cool to hear and it's cool to have him in the box Santino Ferrucci going for his first Indianapolis 500 win. First win for AJ Foyt Enterprises going all the way back to 1999 with Kenny Brack. Good luck this weekend in the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500, Santino. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Santino Ferrucci for joining us. As always, if you'd like more New Track Record, you can find us at NewTrackRecordPodcast.com while you're there. You can sign up for free for our email list so you never miss an episode or any special announcements. Plus, check out the store. We have t-shirts and stickers for sale there. You can follow us on social media. IndyCar Podcast is our handle on Twitter and Instagram. On Facebook, just search for New Track Record. Our email address, newtrackrecordpodcast at gmail.com. And you can support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash newtrackrecord. Thanks to Xavier, Rob, Stitch, and others for their support. Starts at as little as $1 per month. And you can always find us on your favorite podcasting platform and listen for free. Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Overcast, CastBox, what have you. And listen in to each and every episode. This is the first of many special episodes coming out this week. So be sure to check for new episodes each and every day this week leading up to the 107th running of the Indianapolis 500. Thanks for joining us on New Track Record Podcast. Podcasts by Federated Media.